Cost-Effectiveness of Student Programs for AI Safety Research By Center for AI Safety Heading Summary This post explores the cost-effectiveness of field-building programs for students, specifically the Atlas Fellowship, a rationality program, with some AI safety programming, MLSS, an ML safety course for undergraduates, a top-tier university student group, and undergraduate research stipends. We estimate the benefit of these programs in quality-adjusted research years, using cost-effectiveness models built for the Center for AI Safety, introduction post here, full code here. Since our framework focuses on benefits for technical AI safety research exclusively, we will not account for other benefits of programs with broader objectives, such as the Atlas Fellowship. Subheading. We intend for these models to support, not determine, strategic decisions. We do not believe, for instance, that programs which are model rates as lower cost effectiveness are necessarily not worthwhile as part of a portfolio of programs. The model's tentative results, summarized below, suggest that student groups and undergraduate research stipends are considerably more cost-effective than ATLAS and MLSS. With many important caveats and uncertainties, discussed in the post. Additionally, student groups and undergraduate research stipends compare favorably to baseline programs, directly funding a talented research scientist or PhD student working on Trojans research for one year or five years respectively. There's a table here, see the original post. For readers who are after high-level takeaways, including which factors are driving these results, skip ahead to the cost-effectiveness in context link section. For those keen on understanding the model and results in more detail, read on as we 1. Give important disclaimers. Read more, link, dot. 2. Direct you to background information about this project. Read more, link, dot. 3. Walk through the model. Read more, link, dot. 4. Contrast these programs with one another, and with funding researchers directly. Read more, link, dot. 5. Test the robustness of the model. Read more, link, dot. Heading. Disclaimers. This analysis is a starting point for discussion, not a final verdict. The most critical reasons for this are that these models are reductionist. Even if we have avoided other pitfalls associated with cost-effectiveness analyses, the models might ignore factors that turn out to be crucial in practice, including, but not limited to, interactions between programs, threshold effects, and diffuse effects. The model's assumptions are first-pass guesses, not truths set in stone. Most assumptions are imputed secondhand following a short moment of thought, before being adjusted ad hoc for internal consistency and differences of beliefs between Center for AI Safety, CASE staff and external practitioners. In some cases, parameters have been redefined since initial practitioner input. This caveat is particularly important for the Atlas Fellowship, where we have not discussed parameter values with key organizers. That's the end of that list. Instead, the analyses in this post represent an initial effort in explicitly laying out assumptions, in order to take a more systematic approach towards AI safety field building. Heading. Background. 1. For an introduction to our approach to modeling, including motivations for using models, the benefits and limitations of our key metric, guidance for adopting or adapting the models for your own work, comparisons between programs for students and professionals, and more, refer to the introduction post. 2. The model's default parameters are based on practitioner surveys and the expertise of case staff. 
detailed information on the values and definitions of these parameters, and comments on parameters with delicate definitions or contestable views can be found in the parameter documentation sheet. 3. The full code for this project is in this repository. The examples folder includes documentation that demonstrates the repository's use. 4. We have also published an evaluation of field building programs for professionals, which you can find here, link. Heading. The model. Subheading. Programs. This analysis includes the following programs. 1. The Atlas Fellowship. A 10-day in-person program providing a scholarship and networking opportunities for select high school students. 2. MLSS. CAIS's discontinued summer course, designed to teach undergraduates ML safety. This program has been superseded by Intro to ML Safety, which we expect to be more cost-effective. 3. Student Group. A high-cost, high-engagement student group at a top university, similar to HAIST, MAIA, or SAIA. 4. Undergraduate Stipends. Specifically, the ML Safety Student Scholarship, which provides stipends to undergraduates connected with ML safety research opportunities. In the cost-effectiveness in context, link, section, we will compare these programs to directly funding a talented research scientist, or PhD student working on Trojans research for one year or five years respectively. Throughout, we will evaluate the programs as if they had not been conducted yet, hence we are uncertain about parameters that are ex-post realized, for example costs, number of participants. At the same time, parameter values often reflect our current best understanding from recent program implementations. Heading. Definitions. Our key metric is the Quality Adjusted Research Year, QARY. We define a QARY as 1. A year of research labor, 40 hours asterisk 50 weeks. 2. Conducted by a research scientist, other researcher types will be inflated or deflated. 3 of average ability relative to the ML research community, other cohorts will be inflated or deflated. 4. Working on a research avenue as relevant as adversarial robustness, alternative research avenues will be inflated or deflated. 5. Working at their peak productivity, earlier in career research will be discounted. 6. Conducting all of their research in the present, later in time research will be time discounted. 7. Who stays in the AI profession, later in time research will be discounted by the probability that the researcher switches. In order to operationalize the QARY, we need some way of defining relative weights for different researcher types, researcher abilities, and the relevance of different research avenues. Define that scientist equivalence of a researcher type as the rate at which we would trade off an hour of labor from this researcher type with an hour of otherwise similar labor from a research scientist. Similarly, the ability level of a researcher is the rate at which we would trade off an hour of labor from a researcher of this ability level with an hour of otherwise similar labor from a researcher of ability level 1. Finally, the relevance of a research avenue is the rate at which we would trade off an hour of labor from a researcher pursuing this avenue with an hour of otherwise similar labor from a researcher pursuing adversarial robustness research. The expected number of QARYs per participant is given by the integral of the product of these functions over a career. Subheading. QARYs per participant equals, integral from 0 to 60 of. Research, labor x scientist equivalence x ability x relevance x productivity x time discount x probability stay in, AIDT. Or, since scientist equivalence and ability are constant in time. 
QARYS per participant equals scientist equivalence X ability X, integral from 0 to 60 of. Research, labor X research avenue relevance X relative productivity X time discount X probability stay in, AIDT. The benefit of the program is given by the difference between expected QARYs with and without the program. Cost effectiveness is calculated by dividing this benefit by the expected cost in millions of US dollars. Heading. Building the model piece by piece. Let's gradually build up the model, starting with the simplest possible scenario. Heading. The simple example program. The simple example program has a budget of $200,000, sufficient to support 10 undergraduates. Each participant produces the same QARYs over the course of their career. In particular, if the program is implemented, each participant 1. Works on research from their graduation, 2 years from now, until retirement, 60 years hence. 2. Has a 2% chance of becoming a professional research scientist, 0.02x scientist equivalence. 3. Is of average ability relative to the ML research community. 4. Works on adversarial robustness research. 5. Always maintains their peak productivity. 6. Does not have their work time discounted, and 7. Remains within the AI profession throughout their career. In the absence of the program, each of the identical participants. Subheading. 4. Works on a research avenue that case considers to have limited relevance to AI safety. 0x adversarial robustness research. With all other factors remaining constant. Integrating over time, each participant produces, with and without the program taking place respectively. Subheading. 0.02 multiplied by 1x, integral from 2 to 60 of. 1 multiplied by 1 multiplied by 1 multiplied by 1 multiplied by 1 dt, equals 1.16. Subheading. 0.02 multiplied by 1x, integral from 2 to 60 of. 1 multiplied by 0 multiplied by 1 multiplied by 1 multiplied by 1 dt, equals 0. QARYs over their career respectively. Multiplying by the number of participants, the program generates. Subheading. 10 asterisk, 1.16 to 0, equals 11.6. QARYs, at a cost effectiveness, in QARYs per $1 million, of. 11.6 to $200,000 $1 million, equals 58. Heading. Cost and number of participants. Now, let's consider the expected costs for each program. There's a table here, see the original post. Fixed costs refer to expenses that remain constant regardless of the number of participants, for example, property purchase, program addition. Variable costs, which are costs proportional to the number of participants, for example, stipends, advertising, make up the rest of the budget, at least, in expectation. Given these budgets, each program can support some number of students. In the plot below we use, pre-PhD students, to refer to undergraduates and high school students. There's an image here, check out the original post. Maintaining earlier assumptions about QARYs per participant, the cost-effectiveness of these programs is as follows. There's a table here, see the original post. Heading. Pipeline probabilities and scientist equivalents. Not every participant in these programs will transform into a professional researcher. The journey involves several potential hurdles. 1. Serious pursuit of technical ML safety paths, such as obtaining a relevant research internship. 
2. Admission into top-tier PhD programs. 3. Securing a position at a renowned research institution, with or without a PhD. The probability of becoming a researcher involves the combined probability of these steps. For purposes of impact evaluation, we might not value the impact of different roles equally. Here, scientists, professors, engineers, and PhD students are assigned scientist equivalents of 1, 10, 0.1, and 0.1 respectively. We calculate the expected impact of each participant by combining the likelihood of their professional path and the scientist equivalents of their potential roles. This gives us the unconditional scientist equivalents, which we will later multiply by the number of participants to estimate the number of scientist equivalent participants. Steps 1, 2, scientist equivalents conditional on doing a PhD, scientist equivalents conditional on not doing a PhD, and unconditional. Scientist equivalents are specified as follows. There's an image here, check out the original post. Multiplying scientist equivalents by the number of participants in the program, we get the number of scientist equivalents with and without the program. There's an image here, check out the original post. Note that the number of scientist equivalent participants is higher after than during the PhD period. This is because, current or future, PhD students are valued at 0.1 scientist equivalents, but we expect them to be valued at. Subheading. P. Scientist PhD, asterisk SE, scientist, plus P. Professor PhD, asterisk SE, professor, plus P. Engineer PhD, asterisk SE, engineer, approximately, equals 0.67. Scientist equivalents beyond graduation. Let's see how these factors affect cost effectiveness. In the table below, bolded rows incorporate pipeline probabilities and scientist equivalents. There's a table here, see the original post. Factoring in pipeline probabilities and scientist equivalents dramatically increases the estimated cost-effectiveness of ATLAS, and especially undergraduate stipends. MLSS also sees some improvement, while the student group experiences a slight dip. These changes reflect the above gaps between distributions of unconditional scientist equivalents with and without the program. Heading. Ability and Research Avenue Relevance. Participants may vary in ability. The following plot illustrates the ability of marginal students, an average ability as a function of the number of students the program is able to support. There's an image here, check out the original post. Given the number of pre-PhD participants each program enrolls, Atlas participants have a mean ability of approximately 1.1x, student group and undergraduate stipends approximately 1x, and MLSS approximately 0.9x. Student group PhD students have mean ability approximately 1.5x. Separate from their ability, participants might work on varying research avenues that we value differently. The research avenue relevance of each participant in each program over time is specified as follows. There's an image here, check out the original post. The shaded area indicates research avenue relevance for the average participant with solid line and without dashed line, the program. Note that, after finishing their PhD, some pre-PhD students shift away from high-relevance research avenues, represented as vertical drops in the plot. Note also that the dashed lines for MLSS and student group are overlapping. Multiplying time spent on research by research avenue relevance gives us QARYs per scientist equivalent participant as a function of time. There's an image here, check out the original post. 
the shaded area in the bottom row equals QARYs per scientist equivalent participant for each program. Combining this with the number of scientist equivalent participants, we get an estimate for the QARYs produced by the program. After incorporating differences in ability and research avenue relevance, the cost-effectiveness of different programs is given by. There's a table here, see the original post. The outlook for every program benefits from incorporating ability and research avenue relevance. The effect is especially great for Atlas. Research avenue relevance is the more important factor explaining this pattern. Heading. Productivity, staying in AI research, and time discounting. Researchers' productivity can vary throughout their careers. Additionally, some may choose to leave the field of AI research, and, from the perspective of today, the value of research might change over time. We will now make adjustments for these factors. Productivity relative to peak, probability of staying in the AI field, and time discounting are specified as the following functions over time. There's an image here, check out the original post. These functions are nearly identical across programs, except for Atlas, which targets younger participants. Multiplying these functions with the hours and research avenue relevance functions, we get the updated function for QARYs per scientist equivalent over time. There's an image here, check out the original post. The updated cost-effectiveness of each program is as follows. There's a table here, see the original post. The adjustments for productivity, remaining in AI research, and time discounting have a dramatic effect on estimated, absolute, cost-effectiveness. This is expected. The bulk of research time for program participants happens years after graduation, whilst discounting future research reduces its present value considerably. However, these adjustments do not have nearly as dramatic an impact on the ratios of estimated cost-effectiveness between programs. Relative cost-effectiveness. MLSS and undergraduate stipends experience are nearly identical, approximately 50x decrease in cost-effectiveness. Atlas sees a approximately 70x decline due to its participants beginning research relatively late. The student group sees only a approximately 20x decline due to PhD students' research beginning relatively soon. Heading. Cost-effectiveness in context. The table below compares the cost-effectiveness of the programs considered above with baseline programs, directly funding a talented research scientist or PhD student working on Trojan's research for one year or five years respectively. There's a table here, see the original post. Scientist Trojans and PhD Trojans are hypothetical programs, wherein a research scientist or a PhD student is funded for one or five years, respectively. This funding causes the scientist or PhD student to work on Trojan's research, a research avenue that Case believes is 10x the relevance of adversarial robustness, rather than a research avenue that Case considers to have limited relevance to AI safety 0x. Unlike participants considered previously in this post, the scientist or PhD student has ability 10x the ML research community average, akin to assuming that the program reliably selects unusually productive researchers. The benefits of these programs cease after the funding period. The student group and undergraduate stipends programs are competitive with programs that fund researchers directly. However, Atlas and MLSS lag behind in terms of cost-effectiveness. What factors contribute to this pattern across student programs? There is no single explanatory factor. A lower cost per participant mechanically increases cost-effectiveness. Having a greater expected number of professional researchers among participants via improved pipeline probabilities 
or a larger fraction of participants who are currently PhD students, naturally multiplies the quantity of future research produced as a result of the program. Similarly, participant ability and research avenue relevance multiply the quality of future research. Despite its strengths in some areas, the Atlas Fellowship's very high cost per participant brought down its overall cost effectiveness. MLSS was most affected by the relatively small change it caused to the relevance of participants' future research. The student group benefited from having a larger number of participants, per cost, and from involving PhD students. And undergraduate stipends performed well across all areas. Heading. Robustness. Subheading. Research discount rate. We saw earlier that the research discount rate, the degree to which a research year starting next year is less valuable than one starting now, had an especially large effect on, absolute, cost-effectiveness estimates. For purposes of this post, research one year from now is considered to be 20% less valuable than research today. The justification for this figure begins with the observation that, in ML, research subfields often begin their growth in an exponential fashion. This means that research topics are often dramatically more neglected in earlier stages, that is good research is much more counterfactually impactful, and that those who are early can have an outsized impact in influencing the direction of the field. Imagine a field of three researchers versus one of 300 researchers. If, for instance, mechanistic interpretability arose as a research agenda one year earlier than it did, it seems reasonable to imagine that the field would have 20% more researchers than it currently does. In fact, we think that these forces are powerful enough to make a discount rate of 30% seem plausible. Shorter timelines would also be a force in this direction. This view does not reflect a consensus. Others might argue that the most impactful safety work requires access to more advanced models and conceptual frameworks, which will only be available in the future. There's an image here, check out the original post. The plot above shows how cost-effectiveness changes with the research discount rate. 0.2 is our default, negative values represent a preference for research conducted in the future. For the programs considered in this post, research time discounting strongly affects conclusions about absolute impact, but typically does not significantly affect conclusions about relative impact. The one exception is the student group, which is the first-ranked program assuming very high discount rates and the joint last-ranked program assuming very low discount rates. It is hardly surprising that the research discount rate does not typically affect the relative impact of student field-building programs. These are all programs that aim to produce researchers at an approximately similar point in time. Neither is it surprising that the student group performs relatively better when assuming high discount rates, perhaps corresponding to very short timelines. If research feels more urgent, programs with older students are a better bet, because older students are likely to produce research sooner. For similar reasons, relative cost-effectiveness might be less robust when comparing professional programs with student programs. The research discount rate section of our introduction post explores this comparison. Heading. Research Avenue Relevance. Consider this illustrative scenario. All participants begin the programs considered above pursuing research avenues that case considers to have limited relevance to AI safety, 0x adversarial robustness. Once a program ends, participants shift from research avenues with 0x relevance to research avenues with 100x relevance with some probability. This could also be viewed as a proportion of research being redirected towards more relevant avenues. There's an image here, check out the original post. The above plot shows how program benefit, 
and cost-effectiveness vary in response to changes in the probability that different types of students alter their research avenues, with other student types remaining unchanged. Notice that differences in research avenue relevance matter a lot for program outcomes. Two alternative, plausible views on research avenue relevance could imply three orders of magnitude difference in final impact. To see this from the chart, note that, for the purposes of these models, a 10% chance of moving from 0 to 100 is equivalent to a 1% chance of moving from 0 to 1000, and that research avenue relevance is unsettled and might be thought to vary by orders of magnitude. Although the model's results will strongly depend on contentious research avenue relevance parameters, we are heartened that these models clarify the effect of alternative views on benefit and cost-effectiveness. Heading. Less contentious background parameters. There's an image here, check out the original post. The above plot visualizes the robustness of our benefit and cost-effectiveness results to various scenarios. These scenarios simulate sizable shocks to default beliefs or empirical parameters. 1. Difference in scientist equivalence. Inflates or deflates the scientist equivalence gap between research scientists and other research professionals, by a factor of 10 carat 0.5. 2. Labor costs, inflates or deflates fixed hours, that is labor hours that are constant in the number of participants, spent working on the program by 10 carat 0.25, and wages by 10 carat 0.125. 3. Fixed costs, inflates or deflates non-labor fixed costs by 10 carat 0.5. 4. Job prospects, inflates or deflates the probabilities that a graduating student, from PhD or without PhD becomes a scientist, professor, or engineer at a strong research institution by 10 carat 0.125. Results are surprisingly stable, on log scale. The only shock that affects cost-effectiveness by 0.5 orders of magnitude, or more is differences in scientist equivalence for the student group, likely due to the adjustment in the value attributed to current PhD students. Heading. Invitation to propose explicit models. This work represents a first step toward explicitly modeling the cost-effectiveness of AI safety programs, taking inspiration from cost-effectiveness models from other causes. To hold each other to a more objective and higher standard, we strongly suggest that people with different views or suggested AI safety interventions propose quantitative models going forward. Heading. Acknowledgements. Thank you to. 1. Dan Hendricks and Oliver Jong for high-level guidance. 2. Aaron Lako for excellent research assistance. 3. Anonymized practitioners for help with parameters assumptions. 4. Mighty Saxena, Stephen Bassart, Aidan Ogara, Michael Townsend, Chana Messinger, Will Hodgkins, Jonas Vollmer, and Basil Halperin for feedback, and 5. The Quantified Uncertainty Research Institute team for creating Squiggle and Peter Wildford for creating SquiggleP. Heading. Footnotes. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. The original text contained 10 footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.